entertainment a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general and a podcast for musicians singers songwriters artists entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing i'm your host bruce Wozniak from now hear this incorporated check out www.nhte.net be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there which is quick and easy all that's required is an email address We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today here in the studio by way of Western Canada and Nashville, my guests are twin sisters that make up the country duo Twin Kennedy. One plays guitar, the other plays violin, while they both sing and write songs. They recently were the grand prize winner in the John Lennon Songwriting Contest and have had nine BCCMA award nominations since 2012. The duo has performed during the likes of Canadian Music Week, the live at Heart Festival in Sweden, the Winter Olympics in Vancouver, as well as Florida's Listening Room Festival. You've been hearing a song of theirs entitled Feels Like Freedom. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Carly and Julie Kennedy. Hello! Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> welcome, ladies. Thanks so much for coming in today to do this. Hey, oh, thank our you. pleasure. Thanks for having us. You know, I was watching one of your videos on YouTube it was the behind the scenes of a making of, uh, I believe it was that song there. That's and right. the two of you were just kind of standing on the road and the cameraman is doing a behind the scenes thing. And the two of you just like started harmonizing right there on the spot. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, they are singers, Bruce. And so just now when you said, hello, I don't know why I'm so surprised. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> even something as simple as hello. They sound like they're like ready to perform right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in twin unison. Indeed. <laughs> Well, let's start off first by having you talk about the song that was just playing, Feels Like Freedom. You bet. Well, we, we wrote that song um, with one of our dear friends, Brian Donkers. He's a fellow Canadian, but we all are in Nashville now. And that tune is just about those great moments in life where you feel free. You know, for us growing up, it was turning 16. I don't know if it's 16 here in Florida when you get your license. Yes. yes. Okay, well, so it's the same. You can actually get your permit at 15. Ooh. So yeah. sooner than Canada. Yeah, we had to wait. And we when we got we got our license on the exact same day, obviously, because we're the exact same age, and headed out on the road. We had an old beater car, but we felt so cool, so yes. on top of the world. And so free. That was the the first moment we thought of writing writing this song, and it evolved to talk about not just getting out on the open highway, but also falling in love and all those wonderful moments in life where you where where it feels like freedom. Well, I learned the hard way uh, back in the earlier stages of this show that now I know that they always say that it's not polite to ask a woman her age, but I don't remember what the circumstances were, why all of a sudden 
it just kind of was in the context of the conversation. It felt appropriate to ask uh, the guest was Scarlet Rabe. This was uh, episode 36. Listeners, if you want to go back and listen to me, get embarrassed. But I asked her how old she is, and she really didn't want to give it up. And I'm not going to ask the two of you, but the the point I'm leading up to is, so when did you write that song? Because obviously you're not 17. Um, <laughs> so it's not like, you know, hey, remember last year when we got our license? So in the world of songwriting, we know that, you know, things just kind of either come back into your memory or it happens in front of you or it's just something you dream up. So what kind of made you go back and say, hey, that would be a neat thing to write about? Oh, yeah. Well, we're always, as songwriters, we say we never stop. We're always thinking and being inspired by things around us. So especially when we get together with songwriters that we know really well, it sometimes is like we sit, we chat, we drink coffee, we talk about, you know, favorite memories or favorite experiences, things that we've gone through that we want to write about. And so in the case of Feels Like Freedom, it was like, I think we had that title first, right? Feels yeah. Like Freedom. And we're like, okay, mm. those moments. And we were talking about, yeah, getting your license, uh, being out on the open road. And then all those different moments in life where you just want to go back to that feeling, you know, go back to where you felt just no cares, no worries, and uh, and that's how that song came about. That's interesting. I, I really I don't hear that many stories of a songwriter saying I came up with a title, and then kind of started going backwards from there. Usually, it's the song is finished, and you go, well, "What's that song called?" I don't know. I don't really have a title for it. <laughs> oh, that's, it's we do that neat. a lot because we like to start with the overall theme so that everything connects, right? But it, it really depends. Like you said, it can start from music. It can start oh, from it can start from anywhere. But it, but we love having that hook, right? That's mm-hmm. usually yeah. the title and having that that overall theme, as Carly says, and and working from there, it's it's a a fun process. Well, the other thing I like that you did, and and I'm putting my business hat on now, is when I went to your YouTube channel to watch the video for it, I liked that you had a behind the scenes video, and then you had another real, real short one, which was maybe about 60 seconds long, where you did what you just did now, which is talk about the song. But even that, you know, just the way it was filmed and the location and sitting and relaxing, you know, making eye contact with each other, it was a very inviting video, even though it was only 60 seconds long, you wanted to pay attention and listen to what the two of you were saying. So I like how you took this song and said, well, wait a minute, let's make a video for it. Let's do a behind the scenes of the video. And then let's do another video where we sit and talk about the song. That's really cool. Aww, thank you. Thanks. Well, you know, video is such a popular thing now out there with Instagram and with, you know, Twitter, Facebook. I think it's a great way to connect with people. And, um, and for us, it was really fun to make it a whole, like, basically event. event yeah the release of that video because it was our first official music video and it got played on cmt in canada wow. which was a huge milestone for us yeah bucket list oh That's yeah Jack, Jack, for sure. Scary. so you know for that to happen and then to have all the behind the scenes footage to give fans like an inside look about, you know of what really goes on is pretty fun yeah yeah um well um we're gosh, I don't know, six, seven, eight minutes into the show. And, uh, now I will say welcome to West central Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We love it. Yeah. You are certainly a long way from home. So the two of you are from Western Canada, but also spend a lot of time in Nashville. So clarify, do you have a place in Nashville or is it Western Canada is your only home? And then it's hotel life when you go to music city. (laughs) And if it is hotel life, are there plans to eventually have your own place in Nashville? Yeah, well, this year we actually, we packed up our, our car. You saw out back, uh, we parked, we've got the British Columbia license plate still. So uh, we, we packed up the car um, and drove all the way to Nashville. So we did wow. get a house there. We've got our home still, our family, everyone's still back in BC. So we like to think we're getting the best of both worlds. We are, we're kind of yeah. part-time in both places. And of mm. course, 
for us, a huge portion of our lives is on the road. So we do yeah. live the hotel at oh, yeah. life a lot, and we feel really lucky to be in Canada and now in Nashville and, and go back and forth. It's a mm-hmm. it's really a dream come true See, for us. And the, and the temptation for me is to say, and most people say, oh my gosh, how long of a drive is that from BC <laughs> to Nashville? But knowing the two of you and, and, and listeners, the three of us are just meeting for the first time right now, but in doing my research for the show and seeing how much work the two of you get and how hard the two of you work, I imagine that it wasn't, we got in the car on a Monday morning and it took us you know X amount of days. It was, well, we played a bunch of shows and by the time we finally got to Nashville, you know, it was X amount of time later, but it was not. <laughs> totally. You're so right. And you know, we laugh sometimes because we, we are sometimes really not thinking about how far the drive is. Like, especially as Canadians, we joke about this because, you know, we live really, everything's spread out, right? So you're used oh, to driving, countries, but so. like, we don't really sit down and go, oh, that's going to be 4,000 miles. Like, <laughs> it's actually crazy, but we, we think just, about it more after. Yeah, show upon show. And then after the fact, we're like, oh, that was really ambitious. <laughs> I'm glad we saw it. We have each other, so it makes it fun. And, you yeah. know, it's interesting that we're doing a podcast because podcasts are amazing when you're on the road. Listen oh, yeah. and uh, keep you entertained. So yeah, you probably saw good. like "Welcome to Nashville" and and whoever was driving looked at the other one and said, um, "I was waiting to tell you this, but we just drove four thousand miles." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I'm trying to we do did. the conversion in my head, like kilometers. Like I'm still learning, like all this. Yeah, the American <laughs> measurements, but yeah, we're getting because there. I can imagine how how intimidating that would be to sit down and you know map it out on on the internet and go oh my gosh, do you know how long this is going to take? And that could get so discouraging, but instead the two of you just embrace life and you embrace your music career and you go, okay, well, where's the first show going to be? Not how long is it going to take us to get to Nashville? Yeah. Oh, and I think this career, it really um, attracts people who are have an adventurous um, sort of lifestyle spirit. spirit for sure. For us, we're very organized. We're very um, the, like focused when we're working, you know, but at the same time, we're, we're quite free spirited in the sense of like, we're happy to get in the car and just, and drive a long distance or go somewhere we've never been before and play on a stage we've never played. Like that's exciting to us. So we, we love that part of the career. I'm um, way back on episode 17 of the show. The guest was longtime radio man, Bruce Barker from Ontario, Canada. Uh, in talking with the two of you about Nashville, I think back to Bruce saying on that episode that quote, if you are an aspiring country artist, stay in Brooks, Alberta, because you are the best people to do interviews with end quote. So, ladies, do Canadians in country music look at Alberta as the place to be for that genre, or are they actually looking down into the U.S. at Nashville and saying, that's probably where I need to be? Oh, you know, I think it's a a mix of everything. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a great country scene in the prairies, which includes Alberta. A lot of our family's in Brooks, so that's interesting you mentioned. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and we love touring in that area, but there's a cool country scene in all parts of Canada. And there's amazing artists that we grew up listening to and were really inspired to to create a career like we have now because of those Canadian country artists. But for sure, Nashville is also a hub that you can't ignore being mm-hmm. up north. I mean, there's just so much amazing music in America that we are so influenced by. And and I think that's why we ultimately were drawn we to come to and be here. We yeah. Be. yeah, in Nashville, but also we'll never, we still tour a ton in Canada. As we said, we just spent four months all summer touring festivals across yeah, the country. we love it. So it's, it's great to hopefully see the best of both worlds. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, I should have, you know, I, I kind of glossed over 
that you're from Western Canada, but uh, be specific because now keeping in mind that the show has gotten listeners from 122 countries around the world. So there's people listening in, you know, Sweden that are hearing, oh, okay, Canada, but you say Western Canada and it's just kind of this very, really (laughs) kind of vague thing. And when people hear British Columbia, they probably only think what Vancouver, maybe. Since the Olympics, Um, that's what we find. People know Vancouver. We're pretty close. We're on Vancouver Island um, in Victoria which is uh, the capital city of British Columbia, but our hometown, we're very proud, um, from Powell River. So that's a small town on the Sunshine Coast, um, maybe about- Beautiful little spot. That's yeah. where we grew up. Yeah. Now, is that is that where the where the video was filmed for Feels Like Freedom? It's actually filmed on Vancouver Island. Yes. So you see shots of us out in Souk, which is where our, um, our folks live, and also up on the mountain in, um, in right Victoria. in Victoria, and so the shots that you're seeing, the the view is a it's a view of beautiful Victoria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we joke beautiful. like that. You know, if you want to film like driving on the open road and stuff, you could like hire a bunch of people to close down the road, or you could go way out to the boonies, which yeah. is what we did. And, hey, <laughs> and we went at like 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sun was coming up, it's and there's for all. nobody there. It was a so blast. Wow. It was all good. Wow. <laughs> Now, I, th- I think we're quickly becoming friends, so I feel comfortable saying this because at, at first I thought, oh, I'll leave that out. But I'm watching the video, and you're standing on the edge of this, I'll call it cliff. I don't want to yep. make it sound that dangerous. But, oh, and, it was. And you're, and you're dressed very nicely, and I couldn't tell about the other one, so the other one's not off the hook. But one of you is wearing heels, and I'm like, in that kind of terrain? I know. Well, you saw in the behind the scenes, right? We had to climb up the mountain in our heels. We're like, hmm, we didn't think this through, yeah. but... Actually, we were a little scared. It was windy. Yeah, and we had the instruments as well, as we I made know it. you saw, but we did make it. Yeah. And apparently, I guess our balancing skills are <laughs> we're pretty comfortable are all right. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, see, and I didn't notice in the behind the scenes, so I thought, well, in the in the you know in the walk up there, they probably wore sneakers and then changed into their heels. To <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where were you when we needed you, Bruce? <laughs> yeah, we said adventurous spirit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess it crosses over. Well, um, the the traveling around, and, and we're going to talk about the touring that the two of you do. Uh, what did the two of you point to as the turning point where you went from playing around in your local area to getting out on the road like you do and playing all over instead of just right there in your local area? Well, that's a great question because I think um, that's such an important thing to do as an artist to, to start out in your hometown area and to build your local following and to get experience, you know, doing that. And that's, of course, we started at about seven years old. We were playing in our small town yep. family band. Any event that would have us, we were there. Uh, matching outfits and yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> haven't changed much. No, but. we haven't. And no, it's how we how we got our, you know, introduction to being musicians mm-hmm. and what that and looked then like. For us, we decided to carry on in university. So we got a bachelor's degree, um, having studied classical music in addition to always singing country tunes. That was, for us, something that we really wanted to accomplish. So we went and got a bachelor's in classical guitar and violin. Music performance. Yeah, which um, was amazing. We did that world for quite a while. And um, and it was so it's such a good foundation for any style. But to, to have the technique for the years of training in, in terms of that was great. Um, and then finishing school, it was like, well, you know, are we going to, we play, Julie played in some symphonies for a while. We did that, but we kind of realized that our heart was in, in country music and we were writing songs and started writing, making albums. And I don't know, we just hit the road running. We did. <laughs> we, I remember the first tour, the car was packed to the brim and yeah. we just, 
we we just started and yep. I think that was we got the bug and after that first tour we were like okay how can we make this a career how mm-hmm. can we make this mm-hmm. our living and now we just we feel extremely lucky and to about be doing what that. age do you think maybe you were on that on that one where you said this was our first tour and yeah and I think as soon as we graduated from university I guess mm-hmm. we were we would have been 20 oh okay yeah okay. yeah then oh. we started thinking about you know our own music and how to how to take that further. see and I'm glad I asked that question because for some reason I'm listening to you tell it and I'm thinking that you're like 15 and going out oh and, my god oh, wow <laughs> well, that's no, pretty it takes impressive a few years yeah <laughs> Very good, very good. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today here in the studio are Carly and Julie Kennedy. They form the country duo Twin Kennedy. Check out their official website at www.twinkennedy.com. And yes, of course, certainly they are on social media. On twinkennedy.com, there are links to the girls on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Be sure to keep up with them online to see where and when you can go see them perform live. And of course, do purchase their music. It's available via the store on their website or from iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a couple of them already, Scarlett Rabe and Bruce Barker. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Twin Kennedy's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. I put on my Canadian accent when I interview I like, I like Canadian that, eh? guests. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> see, I was raised in Western New York, and at some point along the way, I was made, you know, like an honorary Canadian yeah. because I was going back and forth across the bridge all the time to do so much work in, uh, in Southern Ontario. And so I'm like, I'm on, I'm I'm only half joking when I yeah. say this to you, which means I'm half serious. <laughs> um, so I so I feel like I can take those liberties when I when I talk to Canadian guests. And by the way, listeners. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I I'm able to sit here and do this. This is this is again one of those rare moments where I wish this was a video podcast. I can sit here and tell you that Carly is on my right and Julie is on my left, and the two of you know the listeners are going to go, well, big deal. That doesn't help me out. I'm sorry, <laughs> and you know their voices are very similar. Um, we had an episode of the show. I think I think the first time that, that we tried to battle through, you know, how are we going to do this, having listeners not knowing which person is talking because it it, it seemed like a real struggle and you know. Some Something that we we spent way too much time trying to figure out, you know, how can we identify? This was uh, episode twenty one, State Line Drive, um, and uh, the brothers were starting to. This is so and so talking, and and we just said, okay, forget it. Let's just have the conversation. And people can take the content that's there and not get hung up on who's saying what. Uh, we were talking about the shows that that y'all are out playing. You're doing a house concert tonight, another one tomorrow night, and then the night after that are playing down in Fort Myers. Uh, you've got dates coming up in Atlanta, Georgia, and in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Plus, 
You were just up in the Florida Panhandle, and before that, and this is just since July 1st, you did shows in multiple cities in five different Canadian provinces. Um, I'm curious, what are you finding the percentages to be these days of shows that come from proactive efforts versus those that come from incoming calls or emails? You know, what's what's working well for Twin Kennedy in terms of bookings? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, we work with, um, we've built a great team. Did the two of you team. just say that in unison? <laughs> yeah, I know, that happens. Wow. That's probably going to happen a few times. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yes. We have a great team in Canada that, that helps um, with a lot of our, our things and, you know, media outreach, that sort of thing. Um, but we've, we've found that over the years, more and more, you start to get emails and calls coming because you build your following and, and your name, which is fantastic. Um, but a lot is also our, our own outreach when we're going somewhere, especially to new places. It's like, Hey, we've got this show booked. Um, we're going to be in your area. You know, could we work it around that? And that's, that's been really great too. Yeah. But definitely, I mean, for, for brand new artists, I remember when we first started out, it was cold calls and and that's a really fun time too, right? Mm. Um, before anyone knows who you are, I mean, it's possible you can book. Oh yeah, little shows here and there. Yeah. And we're and lucky. I mean, the two of us we can play just as a duo, which is what we're doing here in Florida. We don't have our band. We don't have. It's a, so much bigger production. Mm-hmm. Um, with the duo, it's like we can fit in our car and go, and and it's a pretty full show in itself with the guitar, the fiddle. Julie plays lots of instruments, so we can we can have a lot of fun, and that and that's really nice. And so for artists that are looking to tour, it's it's good to figure out you know what your smallest scale version of your show is Absolutely. compared to the eight piece band. You know what I mean for the bigger fairs. Well, in the case of Twin Kennedy, uh, and again because we have listeners around the world that are just being introduced to you for the first time. So, what is the other configuration or configurations plural of of Twin Kennedy? And I guess you know how and when do you decide that we're not going to be a, just a duo this time? Definitely. Well, we. I mean, the, for this summer, for instance, we toured. Um, in both configurations, both as a duo, acoustic duo, and then also we'll tour with a, a band. It's usually a four-piece, so we have bass and drums, and add that in. And so for mm-hmm. folk festivals, uh, acoustic roots festivals, we will play as a duo because that's um, what the, the listeners want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's what they expect. And then when you're playing the bigger country festivals or fairs, for example, then you bring in the full band because they want that more uh-huh. rockin'. And always the same bass player and always the same drummer, or is it sometimes we'll just hire someone from the local market and give them charts or what? (laughs) Well, yeah, we're lucky enough to have a few great bands in different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. Once again, Canada is big. (laughs) And uh, and we're just, yeah, we're we're really uh, happy with the few different bands that we have, and it depends on the location. Nice, nice. That's, that's, uh, That's a nice network that it sounds like that you've established for yourself. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we we love it. Well, as you know, um, I do strive to help the listeners who are up and comers. So I would like the two of you to also talk about the radio airplay that you're getting. You do have a radio promoter listed on your website. Is that the way that you recommend that aspiring artists get their songs out there? Or has some of it just been organic too, though? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. Um, Sometimes you meet radio um, hosts through shows that you're doing. So if you're in the area, you can reach out and say, hey, we're we're going to be there. Would you have us in? And that can totally work. But in terms of reaching a larger scale, a larger market, um, then for us having our radio tracker, she's amazing. And it's and it's been everything to us in terms of absolutely this being our, it was our first year really going at major country radio. And we definitely in Canada. That. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah. We, so we did uh, two cross Canada tours last we did. year that were not wow. just playing shows, but we did um, radio we, tour, tons of radio promo. And that was just 
Like we oh, visited like so cool. 60 stations um, and wow. then like a whole bunch more of the second tour as well. So it was, it was very, um, very useful in terms of building those relationships and, and a lot of fun. Uh, I'm reminded of, um, how can I forget? It's, it's the most listened to episode of this show, episode 12 with Mark Allen Barnett, uh, who's there in Nashville. Yes. Um, and, and Mab, um, he made such an impression uh, on the show by, by being the most listened to episode that he came back on episode 102. Um, but he talked, uh, you know, before you were saying you really need to establish yourself in your local market. And for the, all the years that I've known him, he's always preached and said, you have to establish yourself in your own local market and, and build up a following and, and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger uh, before you go outward. Um, but then he also talked about, you know, that everybody thinks it's so glamorous to go on those radio tours until you have to be there at six o'clock in the morning. Go, hey, this is Mark Allen Barnett. And you're listening to, you know, and then, <laughs> and then the next day, you're, hey, this is Mark Allen Barnett. And, you, you know, and it's all of a sudden like, oh, my gosh, if we have to do another one of these, I'm going to, you know, tie my hair up and whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, non-musician hours, we call that. Like 6 a.m. It's like, yeah. that's not usually when we're <laughs> late. We, we do have a great vocal warm-up that we do, not just for our shows, but also when we're doing mm-hmm. radio tours because you need to warm up those vocal cords. So that I mean, helps. I feel bad. Mind. Yeah, yeah. I feel like bad for the people in the hotel room next to us. <laughs> yeah. We're up at 4 a.m. Yeah, singing our oh scales. My gosh. But I know. It works. That's it why, works. That's yeah. why I do this podcast at three o'clock in the afternoon because that's when I've got my my broadcast voice on. Because <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning, as no. as, the little, as the little ones used to say, Uncle Bruce doesn't talk in the morning. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, you're a very wise man. Yeah, but we love meeting new people. We are very. I mean, as you can tell, we're not very shy. We're pretty <laughs> outgoing. So for us, getting to do radio and and we did a, a TV interview this morning and. And it's like, it's so much fun. And I love meeting new people and, and chatting. It's it's always a good time. Well, I imagine that being, I think you said on stage at age seven, uh, and, and that sounds to me like it was just these outgoing personalities that mom and or dad weren't saying, girls, you're getting on that stage and you're going to sing. Am I oh, right? Oh, definitely. Well, I think people actually ask my parents. Yeah. At least this is what they tell us now. They said they were telling, they were asking if, if they were forcing us through it. Like they were worried. <laughs> And my parents were like, no, no, like they are saying like, please drive us here. Please let me sign up for more music lessons. Can you also get us to do dance and and, uh, volleyball? And can we do a million different things? And my parents were very lucky. They they agreed. (laughs) They were wonderful. Yeah. Driving us from one thing to the next. There was something that you said earlier and I don't remember it was, but, but Julie, because you just said that, did either of you take dance? We oh, did, yeah. yeah. So years, did. years of ballet and jazz, wow. and I think that crosses over into the music world. Oh, yeah. Not just, you know, with your balance on uh, high heels on the top <laughs> of a mountain, but, <laughs> but it really just, it's it's all encompassing. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, when you do put on a lively stage show, instead of being the singer-songwriter who sits on a stool or who just stands at the mic the whole time, and you're going to, you know, I mean, you have to have the rhythm, and, and if you've got a little bit of a dance background, you're going to be a whole lot more comfortable doing it than the person True. who says, look, I'm a pretty darn good singer-songwriter, but I can't move to save my life. You know, <laughs> that, that poor guy or guy gal is going to be up there, you know, saying, I need to consult with somebody on how do I move these legs so that I'm not so stiff. Yeah, choreograph uh, something. Yeah, no, we we definitely have a lively show. We love to move and, and dance around on stage. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. 
Today's bonus is, if you're forgetting the lyrics to your own original songs, the answer is simple. You're not performing them enough. If the majority of your bookings call for cover songs, slip in an original song or two or three, both to show the audience that you have your own music and to keep them polished so you're not forgetting lyrics or chords for that matter. If people booking you forbid original songs, practice your music at home. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Let's talk about your music, ladies. You did two EPs and then released a full-length album with nine songs, uh, which is the combined total of the two EPs. That album earned a Western Canadian Music Award nomination for Producer of the Year, and I mentioned back in the intro of this show that you've had nine BCCMA Award nominations since 2012. Is is this kind of what you expected? And, and when I ask that, I think about the psychology, you know, of having confidence in what you're writing and putting out, but also not getting cocky and thinking that any song you do is immediate Juno Award material. Oh my gosh. Um, that's, you know, it's every single time that you get any kind of recognition, be it, you know, our local, the like BCCMA is the Provincial um, Country Music Association. Um, this last year, we got our first Canadian Country Music Award nomination, which was like mind blowing. And then Julie was nominated for Fiddle Player of the Year this year, which was wow. so cool. So anytime you receive any type of recognition from your your peers and people that are you know recognizing the music in your in your area, it's so encouraging. And it's I think it's a really nice thing because it does push you. It inspires you to think, okay, people are liking what we're doing. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, but but definitely, I don't think you start out with any of that expectation. Oh, no. Like when we first put out music we were just so excited to have an album yes something and in our hands had no idea of what it would lead to mm-hmm. but, I mean, uh, you dream but, but no no kind of you know sense of you know what i think we really got something here this is really pretty good I, I i think this could go somewhere it wasn't it wasn't that at all it was just hey we're thrilled we got one out and this is exciting yeah oh, i think yeah. that's where it starts when you do your first your first mm-hmm. ep and then and making this record it was a long it was a long journey. We we had a lot of support from uh, Factor, which is a Canadian foundation that assists like Canadian talent on recordings. And you can apply. It's a big process, but they came through and supported our record. Um, so we had a lot of support in that in terms of um, Factor, and then also finding the right producers. Of course, we had you know CCMA Juno Award winner George Canyon to produce. So all of that took a lot of time to put together. So once we had that, and then choosing all the songs, we knew that you know this was going to be something special for us and. And it was something we worked really hard on to, and to make our best. And that was recorded in BC, I take it? That was actually recorded, speaking of in Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. yeah, it was just ah. it's near Brooks is where the, the studio um, is that we recorded the mm-hmm. album at. But, uh, but yeah, it's okay, so Canadian Okay, so then I'll ask, so then how do two girls who are, who are way out in BC get hooked up with a studio? And is the producer there too? How, how did you get hooked up that you recorded there? Oh, you know, I'm sure a lot of artists will say the music world is 
is really small. And so even though we're all spread out, even though, you know, you're here in Florida, like we all connect because it's a, it's a small community. And so for us, it's always been a bit of a, a family. We call it the Canadian yep. country music family. And it's expanding now for us meeting Americans and, and living down in Nashville. So, um, it was just in terms of meeting the right people and building those connections over time. And, and the funny thing is, I guess, it is really far apart. It doesn't seem But it. I'm like, oh, it's just a province away. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't actually <laughs> seem that go far. there all the time. Well, that's, yeah. that's life here in Florida. Um, it was uh, about three weeks ago, approximately, I was up at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival. Nice. And people say, oh, how far away is that? Nah, it's about a seven-hour drive. And they think, you know, seven hours and you're still in the same state? And they go, well, I can actually drive seven hours south and I could be in the Keys. So, yeah, it's a pretty yes. big state. <laughs> oh, but it's beautiful. We are, yeah, we're in love. Love with the weather here this is like really really nice for us canadians and oh yeah uh, coming in october we're thinking <laughs> this is the time to tour in florida yes. every year go. we'll there happily drive seven hours either either way <laughs> right, let, me, maybe, let me make a note book book twin kennedy in in florida next year and there you go sounds good um, so why the change the, the the two eps listeners that that i referred to they put out the two eps um, strictly under the name of Carly and Julie Kennedy, w- what made you decide to come up with a, I'm holding up air quotes, listeners, a band name? Why yeah. did- oh, well, for us, it, it was something kind of a long time coming. We knew um, that Carly and Julie Kennedy, A, is a little long and, and hard to spell because um, my name, you can't wait see a minute, me wait air a writing it. Warzniak is a lot longer oh, and yeah, a lot you're difficult right, you're to right. spell. You've got to write that. <laughs> At least Kennedy in the States, you guys know how to spell that, right? But I it was... So. Uh, it was something that we've been thinking about for a while. Um, you know, one thing, just even on radio, like like podcasts like this, you want something easy to spell, easy to remember, and something that really represented us. Definitely. And everybody calls us, honestly, <laughs> yes. even our best friends, would be like the twins or the, the Kennedy. Kennedy. So yeah. eventually we went through a million different names, and yeah, then Twin like, Kennedy just made so much sense. So yeah. anybody that knew us, Carly and Julie, the twins, they, it was no surprise. Okay, well, uh, we were... Uh, talking about your music, um, there was a guest blog featured on NHTE.net back in July from Maddie Rodriguez, a Canadian singer-songwriter uh, who also spends some time in Nashville. She was the guest back on episode 45 of this show. Um, go back and listen to that interview, listeners. Maddie, as her guest blog on NHTE.net noted, went on to win the Grand Prize and Lennon Awards in the John Lennon Songwriting Competition. And ladies here again, talking about the awards starting to pile up, the two of you were Lennon winners as well. As well. Talk about that experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we know Maddie. She's great. Wow. Yeah. She's and, lovely. Uh, and this John Lennon Songwriting Contest has been a huge thrill over the last year for us it has because it was like two steps i'm assuming it was the same for maddie and the first award is juried with a, a number of different um judges people that you would know i mean everybody from sting to fergie wow. to, oh yeah wow. it's so, so cool we wow. actually didn't even know that our song was through all the final rounds we only found out when we won no kidding so it was great. extremely exciting i mean yeah. uh, huge um opportunity for us and it came with thousands of dollars in prizes i think wow in we're still receiving them they're still arriving wow. on our nashville doorstep yeah. speakers guitars like all kinds it's of cool stuff a total yeah. stream yeah wow. yeah and then that's that the uh, lennon award was a second round so that was all of the prize winners from the year there's two in each category um and they go head to head and then you you collect votes so for us we reached out to fans um, via all of our social media, and they just responded hugely. It was amazing. So they got us the uh, Lennon Award. 
Congratulations. Thank that's, that's great. You. And, and, and congratulations also because it does mean that you have a devoted fan base. You know, it's one thing to get to that stage, but to ask people to vote for you and then crickets, you go, oh, well. <laughs> oh, you know. yeah. No, so our fans great. are amazing. We, yeah. we have a lot, we've had a lot of support. And, and like you said, it's been years just on the road building it grassroots a, a lot of the time. But um, but certainly over the last few years, um, building it through things like this and through radio and all that as well, uh, people are just wonderful. They've been so supportive. We've that's the main reason that keeps us going. Any any time you think, well, what you know, what's the reason to to write this song or make this video? All those things we talk about, it's because you're connecting with people, and that is just magical. I love it. I love it. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today here in the studio are Carly and Julie Kennedy. They form the country duo Twin Kennedy. Check out their official website at www.twinkennedy.com. And as I mentioned before, they are most definitely on social media. On twinkennedy.com, there are links to the girls on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Be sure to keep up with them online to see where and when you can go see them perform live. And of course, do purchase their music. It's available via the store on their website or from iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I've mentioned several of them. Uh, Mark Allen Barnett, Maddie Rodriguez, State Line Drive. Uh, as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. As I mentioned before, whether you're going to look for Twin Kennedy's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Ladies, is there is there new music in the works? Is there another album being planned? Or, or maybe will you just take the singles approach, releasing a new song now and then? Or is it no music right now? Just stay in full promotion mode for the time being for what's already out. Oh, um, no, definitely. New music is in the works. Always. We are always thinking yeah. ahead. We are always writing. And, I mean, that's a large um, part of our time that we're spending in Nashville. We're co-writing like crazy. So we have a lot of new music. And now it's just deciding exactly how we're going to get it out there. Yeah, because the, the, the industry has changed, as we've all seen. And it seems like more and more artists are going to the singles approach of not putting so much pressure on, you know, setting a timetable and saying, I'm going to get an album or an EP out by such and such a date. Let's, with all the songwriting that a lot of them do, especially when you're in a major hub like Nashville, it's, you know, I've got something really good. I'm just going to put a single out. Is is that kind of your thinking right now? Definitely. I it's think a, it's a good option. That could definitely be a possibility. Um, we're just in the process now of like writing, putting together new material. And I think it will, sometimes it speaks for itself, you know, with the last record, a getting the funding and then also um just having the body of like work of so many songs it was like it felt right to make an album and have something that really represented 
twin Kennedy, you know, and was like, here we, here we are. This is who we are. A good introduction. And now we can kind of sit back, write, yeah. some, write a lot of music here and see where it takes us. There's another interesting aspect of Twin Kennedy that I'd like the two of you to talk about, and that is workshops. Uh, I do want you to tell the listeners about those, but from a business standpoint, wow, how great it is that you've been able to turn those into Twin Kennedy performances. Explain to the listeners what I'm talking about. Oh, for sure. I mean, music education is a huge passion of ours. So in addition to performing, we love working with music students in a lot of the towns and cities that we tour through. So, I mean, we both taught music since, oh, yes. actually since we were young, probably almost since we were you know, 16, I guess, because yeah. we, we lived that in was a small our first town. Job. Yeah, our first job was being music teachers and wow. teaching private lessons, been doing it ever since. And now being on the road, we can't, you know, keep weekly students anymore, but we still love to have that chance to connect with um, up and coming artists and with, honestly, like... It's everything from people who just picked up a fiddle to uh, people who are performing and wanting help with that. We developed this workshop called Classical the Country. And that's for us. I mean, we are, we play music from Classical the Country. We love all styles. And so the workshop um, touches on all of that and it gets Mm -hmm. all of the students um, up performing and we're working with them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's such a positive thing. And um, we hope that we can continue to to reach out in that way. um, In addition to our performing for... Forever. Forever. Yeah, I was going to say, you've, you've turned it into where instead of it solely being workshops, you've turned it into where now you do actually perform and it becomes an opportunity for a Twin Kennedy show instead of just strictly classroom only. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I think like, well, we find with our students, um, they always want to hear you perform too, of right? Course. So if you can share a bit of what you do, then hopefully inspire them and then they they can show you what they do and you can... It's you can so inspiring help them in any way. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so uplifting. And music is all about sharing and about those connections. So um, it's so fun for us to work with the, to work with students. And uh, especially when we travel to remote places. Sometimes we go somewhere where they, they don't get a lot of artists coming in, a lot of shows each mm. year. They might have maybe four each year where they, they bring in artists. So That's they want to really make special. sure they get the chance to get everything sort of out of you that you can. You know, you want to... <laughs> in a good way it's like yeah. we, we want the chance to connect with as many people as we can when we're there yeah and uh, listeners um, check out a couple weeks ago episode 138 Glenn Schubert he is the founder of Instruments of Change which is based here in the greater Tampa Bay area uh, a nonprofit that's doing really great work trying to get musical instruments into the hands of school kids That and he goes on that episode and describes the criteria uh, and they're not just handing them out to any kid that says I'm underprivileged I can't afford it they actually make them stick with their schooling and, and he explains the whole process on there of, of how wow. but so it's nice to hear that the two of you are, are giving back as well and saying hey music education is so important I'm not sure is, is the yes. case in Canada the same that it is in the US where where that's the first program to get cut from yeah, schools sadly I know it does seem like the arts sometimes are um, the ones that that fall first and it's for us I mean I think it's so valuable and and the priority priority yeah. to us so it's it's really nice when we get the chance to bring it in especially if they don't have it day to day in the school program and it's so ironic that that's the first thing they cut because I believe the two are uh, I think it's math and science that studies have shown that kids do better at math and science if they're involved in music totally so it's like mm-hmm. well wait a minute so you're cutting this and now they're you're going to deprive them of that and they're not going to do as well in those two subjects so oh, I, don't I know, know. we figure. could we could all talk about that forever I mean, yeah. we're all so passionate about about it 
but it's a it's a no brainer, I think, for this crew. <laughs> um, we talked two weeks ago with the pop slash acoustic slash folk duo Shane and Emily about performing with your spouse. Uh, not to mention, wow, touring and living in an RV. And the topic has come up on past episodes about performing with a sibling or usually a significant other. I know there was a blog about this on your website six months ago, but can you put into words how much you each love getting to write and perform with your twin sister? Oh, yeah. Well, she loves it so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Wait a minute. The... Let, me tell the, let me tell the listeners. That was Carly oh, yeah. saying that about Julie. Big sassy. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah, the sassy twin. Uh, no, it's definitely, it is the coolest thing. And it's it's hard to explain in the sense that we don't know anything else, right? We've yeah. been twins our whole life. Yes, yeah. But I know that having this musical bond and also sharing a career and a business is unique mm-hmm. and we are together probably more than anyone probably, probably together twins. yeah oh yeah but, but honestly it's so much fun like i can't imagine doing it alone people talk about touring and and how it gets lonely and we're like what we don't yeah, get we, we don't, don't get, get lonely, lonely. <laughs> yeah because we have each other and it's so much fun not just on the road and traveling but also musically to have someone that really gets you and really feels things like you do. It's yeah, really special. Yeah, it has your back, right? So mm-hmm. you're up on stage, you're never alone. Mm-hmm. And that's a feeling that I um, have always known, and I think I, I will hope to never take for granted. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to be vulnerable here and reveal the, the sappy side of Bruce that, that perhaps <laughs> the listeners don't even know about after 141 episodes. But I love things like that. Like, I love how much you love each other. Like, I, I love seeing siblings that are that close. I love seeing people who just get to draw so much joy out of the person that they're with, whether it's in a relationship, meaning boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, et cetera, or whether it's brother, sister, or sister, sister, brother, brother, whatever. And that just, I, I can tell from all the research that I did. And that's why I wanted to ask the question because I wanted to hear, I knew it was going to come naturally. I knew it was going to be very genuine. And I'm seeing it myself that you literally do finish each other's sentences. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a special thing. And, you know, we feel really lucky because we have like that twin tuition, I call it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. But we yeah. read each other's minds, but we actually do. Yeah. And to have that person that really just understands you, thinks like you do, and also musically really connects with you is very unique and very special. Well, and you know, you hear about, um, and I'm going to say bands, I mean, whether it's, you know, some world world renowned international superstar or whether it's just some local band and you go, Oh my gosh, they broke up. The band broke up, you know? And in this case, you know, I think with twin Kennedy, it's like, well, they can't break up. I mean, they're <laughs> no. twin sisters. They, they can't not do it anymore. I know, you know? but I know. people do ask like they, I think they, do they really get along that well? It's like, are you really as good of friends as you appear to be? And like anyone that knows us will be like, Oh, they're even closer than like, because yeah. like I drive away from the house, like five minutes later, Julie's like, phoning me like hey like just gotta catch true. up like it's so <laughs> funny so many things we, <laughs> we, talk talk about. <laughs> we never run out of stuff i so know it's, it's pretty nice yeah. yeah it is pretty good and and people i mean people that don't know us will say it like that because i i know bands um do Family break bands, up and they're yeah. like well what what do you have in place if that happens and we're, we're like no. well that's we don't have even, a backup plan. This we is don't have yes. a backup plan because there, it's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Secondhand Gold. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Oh, we'd love to. Well, this is the tune that won us the John Lennon Songwriting Contest. So 
as you know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big one for us. Um, but the song was written with uh, love and relationships in mind. So for us, I think we're searching for that everlasting true love, that, mm-hmm. that, that one, as people call it. And, and we wrote the song at a time when we, uh, we hadn't found that. We'd actually both gone through breakups. And I mean, as songwriters say, you find the silver lining in that because <laughs> sometimes it inspires a song. And this song came out of that because we were both feeling like, you know, you're sad and, and hoping um, that, that there's something more out there and knowing that it's worth waiting, worth waiting for. I wonder if you, uh, you're on the phone and, and the boy says, whatever he says, and you say, you're breaking up with me? Hold on, I got to get a pen and paper because this is... <laughs> This is probably going to go into a song, know. so I need to. If it's that extreme, you know, right? you know, yeah, that would make for good reality TV or something. Yeah, you know? just kidding. No, definitely, songs come from everywhere, mm-hmm. and this one came from somewhere really real. Mm-hmm. And the the title as well, it really uh, it brought a story, and obviously the song has has done some pretty cool things for us. So, was this song strictly written by just the two of you, or did you have a, another co writer on this? We wrote it with one other co writer, Mr. Brian Donkers. Okay, because we we talked so much about the two of you and, and your writing, and even though you said there's others in Nashville, I didn't even think really uh, if we want to put it on the record, um, no pun intended. Uh, feels <laughs> like freedom was that just written by the two of you, or was there a co-writer on that one? That was yeah. Brian as well. I did. Yeah, we wrote both with Brian Donkers, so we we write with a lot of the same co-writers. Yeah, and, we, uh, we're so lucky to have so many great so friends, many. songwriters that we work mm-hmm. with, and uh, yeah, Brian wrote both those tunes with us. So I guess uh, we make a good trio. And forgive me if if maybe you said that at the outset, but we're like 46 or so minutes into this. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night either, so it's don't ask good. me that. Yeah, that's all good. Ladies, this was wonderful. Thank you ever so much for coming in. I really enjoyed it and uh, can't wait to see what continues to happen for Twin Kennedy. Y'all are going to be a lot of fun to, to follow as you continue your, your upward ascent in music. Oh, oh well, thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Carly and Julie Kennedy. Do check out their official website. It's www.twinkennedy.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that better, tell them you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Keep up with Twin Kennedy online for details on where and when you can go see them perform live. And do purchase their music. It's available via the store on their official website or from iTunes and other online retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. 
That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Twin Kennedy. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Secondhand Gold. I'm getting too old for secondhand gold Sifting sand for a heart to hold It's a long and dusty dead end road I'm getting too old for secondhand gold I'm way too tired for sleepless nights Counting stars and days gone by Oh, I need somebody by my side Cause I'm way too tired for sleepless nights Until then